Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is Rose Buddies. Welcome back to Rose Buddies. Hello. Hello from us, the Rose Buddies. Thanks for listening to Rose Buddies. It's another episode of Rose Buddies, and this one is a real supernatural sort of spooktacular. Oh, man. So we're we're uh, we're taking this week to the great city of Nolens. Of Nolens. And then I lo- every time I talk about Nolens, I love to use my Frank Underwood accent of just being like claire oh claire is he he's not from louisiana in the show though right south carolina but it's all really the same state (laughs) it's just one sort of big old state and we're in the super state although is it that super i mean texas right it's all the south part of america is all basically just one big old state and boy they got some thoughts about some things huh they got a particular way of doing it. Incisive, Griffin. It's, I'm just saying, it's one big state, and everybody here has a particular way of doing their stuff. We need to get you on Meet the Press. You're just gonna saying they don't want to change their minds about some of the things, even though these in, things that they think... Bring in some real hot commentary. Some of it's a little bit uh, rough. Rough stuff. We're going to New Orleans, though. But there's stuff before New Orleans. You just wanted to jump right into that. Oh, that you're right. good spot. Um, You're right. I just wanted to comment on, like, I don't think there's been an episode of this show that has been um, where quite so many, like, factors were decided by by otherworldly supernatural forces. Um, there hasn't been an episode where, I don't know, one of the women is possessed by a demon, and then the demon helps her win the show. You know what I mean? There's not one where aliens come down. They go to Roswell and the aliens come down. And I think maybe they kiss and fall in love with the aliens. I didn't see Roswell. I didn't either. Sorry, Bristol. Or from Bristol's definitely listening to this and is definitely very disappointed in Rachel and I right now. Um, should we talk about the show? Well, I mean, we usually have a lot of fun banter. You're just, <laughs> you just want to fucking... You just want to use me up. And then is that all I am to you? It's just a fucking like... <laughs> just sounding board? Just a podcast like... Co-host, and that's it. And then once I'm once you're done, as soon as we walk out of the studio, it's just like that's it. To be clear, your your hot intro included talk about aliens and how the South was a little backwards. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hop on either of those. Thank you. Well, if you had hopped on them, maybe they would have been good. They were bad bit. They were bad bits. <laughs> but it's because I needed you. You're my whetstone that I sharpen my my incisive Southern comedy against with an H, pervert. Yeah, no, she's. See, that's the good <laughs> stuff that you could have brought to the. <laughs> um, I love my spelling goofs. Should we talk about the rod thing, or because it's a it's a dark cloud looming over the horizon, and I think we should oh, just yeah. touch on it real quick. And that Rod announced. Well, and it's not confirmed. It's not confirmed, but Rod announced today that he's going to be on Bachelor in Paradise. For our new listeners, Rod is our name for a contestant that was particularly disgusting. Yeah, he sucks. Not in, in a way uh, that like other people suck. And by the way, I've seen so many people on Facebook talk about how Corinne and Chad... Oh, there it is. There it is. Gotta fucking... <laughs> donate to Safe Place. <laughs> donate to Safe Place, okay. Uh, how Corinne and Rod are the same person, and it's like, no, dog. Because the thing about Rod is like... It's his like shittiness goes so far beyond the confines of the show. It yeah. is like staggering. Like he he's di- a really aggressive, uh, manipulative Abusive contestant. Dude. And and it's it's not just like he was a bad dude on the show. Like he 
there's a, a woman named, uh, oh shoot, I cannot remember her name, but she writes for the Huffington Post. Yeah. Um, and she always writes about the Bachelor and Bachelorette and was like really critical of them having this dude on the show. And he tweeted her address, like Doxter. Oh, yeah, like he sucks. Like I he didn't sucks know in a major that. way. And yeah. and was got kicked off of Bachelor in Paradise last season after a single episode because he was like super duper abusive to the people there and also apparently to the hotel staff. And yeah. uh Chris Harrison had to like ask him to leave, which was a godsend because then it was like a really fun season after that. And Bachelor in Paradise is such a fucking refreshing spring breeze. And if this dude is back on it, man, like Yeah. So all of that to say that he was on last season. We almost didn't watch because of it. And I this show sometimes this show is bad a lot of the time, but it's bad in the way that like a fun bad movie is bad. Shit, like, and there was some stuff that happens in this episode that also like leans into this tendency where it's like this isn't even fucking fun anymore, yeah. dudes. Here's the thing: ABC is so fucking like delusional that you tweet at them like, "I can't believe you're gonna have this dude on." They're like, "This guy's building a lot of heat." No, it's not that. Like, it sucks. Like, it's not fun to. It's it's seriously not fun to watch it. And the only reason people are watching the show is because it's fun sometimes, most of the time. Yeah. Well, obviously, it's really early, and so the cast hasn't been confirmed yes. yet, so we don't know for but sure. But everybody's like. It, I, I honestly, I think this is only happening. Well, it's only happening because fucking Rod is talking about it. Yeah. Um, but it's only happening because Corinne is such a thing now, and now it's like, what? What if Corinne and Rod hook up? And it's yeah. Like, uh, so this I, week's episode. This week's episode was fun at times. It was not and, fun at times, but it was fun a lot of the time. And brought to you. By the major motion picture Beauty and the Beauty Beast. Beauty and the Beast. So this, I didn't know this. Apparently, based on a Disney. And that's the right way to say it. A a Disney film uh, from the 90s. And it's about, I guess, just a bookish girl. And she hooks up with like a big bear. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's... um, there's, And a teacup sings to them while they make love. And there's a a Gaston fella. There's a Gaston fella. And he's there. And he is going to kill the bear to save her. And he does at the end. Mm -hmm. And then there's a flower involved somehow. Some kind of rose. involved somehow. Some kind of rose. confusing. There's like a supernatural. Another supernatural. Once these things start incorporating supernatural elements, it's like, you're losing me Well, you know what I took from tonight is that the voice of the rose is Josh Gad. Yes. The rose is a living character. His name is Roseanne. (laughs) <laughs> and in the cartoon, I guess, the Disney cartoon, it was played by Roseanne, uh, Mrs. Roseanne from Roseanne. Uh-huh. Um, she doesn't but have a last time, name. She's just the, she just has the one single name. But this, this time, time. It's, they've replaced Roseanne with Josh Gad. Yeah. Uh, in the Disney, this, the Disney. Do you want to do, like, we got to see a little sneak peek. Do you want to do some of his lines as yeah, the rose? Yeah, yeah sure. Um, smell my petals. I smell amazing. <laughs> That's and then perfect. he has that one where, um, the bo- the bookish girl uh, goes to pick him up. And he's like, "Be careful of my thorns." Yeah, Belly. I think her name Belly is. is what it is. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna have a lot of fun in the theater with that with our little tyke. We're gonna take him <laughs> to see the the new film. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna take him somewhere. Yeah, to see a two hour movie. Andy Circus is the bear man. It's called Belly and the Bear Man. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. But again, it gets that supernatural element. This uh, the episode of the TV show, they had a bunch of ghosts and spooky stuff in it. And like ghosts started to do things. And we're going to get to it. But ghosts started to do things <laughs> to torment these women. And at this point, I was like, I can't enjoy this show anymore. Because there's, I've just learned that ghosts exist. So uh, once the supernatural comes into play, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, should we get there? I guess. 
We really. We just have to get through so much shit before the episode gets good because it sucked at the beginning. We've really been going for a while now and have haven't we? even. Oh, uh, I guess we have. All haven't right. even gotten to it. <laughs> this is um, eight minutes. This is nothing. This is a, this is a baby's <laughs> divergence. Uh, so before we get to New Orleans, mm. we can say that by the way because we've been there like a bunch of times. New Orleans have. is the best. Like New Orleans is the best city, man. It's one of the best road trips from Austin. Yeah, and one it's also like one of the best fucking places in America, yeah. hands down. Uh, so. This episode picks up with the cliffhanger from last week, which was <sighs> nothing. It wasn't anything. Corn and Taylor's dispute. Three different times today, while Rachel and I, uh, and we stayed home from our group watch because our um, son uh, just hasn't uh, he's hasn't learned how to sleep yet, so he hasn't slept uh, even for a second. We've we've uh, and we haven't either. We've been awake for two months. And we're very excited about some of the, like, sort of psychological changes that that's sort of introducing <laughs> into our life and our relationship. Um, and so we didn't go, and we stayed home. And, like, several times, Rachel and I were just sitting next to each other on the couch, and Rachel would just, like, sigh dejectedly and just be like, do I even have to take notes during this part? <laughs> and it was all corn, corn Taylor. Yeah. Um, so we find out a lot about Taylor uh, no, through corn. We haven't really seen much of her. That's what's so. But apparently, she's rude, and all the other women uh, think that she is unlikable. Corn, Corn did some rotten stuff this episode. Um, but credit where credits due, she does some judo yeah. on Taylor in this like confrontation that was the cliffhanger of last week, where Taylor was like, "You're too immature. You don't have the emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence. Your emotional intelligence is weak, and your emotional intelligence is bad." Um, and, uh, in this episode, Corinne is like, well, um, I, I, I think you should know that all of the women in the house think you're very rude because you don't say hi to them. Uh, and, uh, you, you are, everybody just thinks you're not here for the right reasons. And Taylor's like, wait, nobody's, I don't think anybody's saying that, but here's why I am the way I yeah. am. And like, just like that, the conversation had like, yeah, been completely this is a real, head. this is a real classic bully move is that if somebody attacks you, you make them feel as if everyone harbors a secret kind of ill will towards them and you're going to let them in on it. And then all of a sudden they're on the defensive. You said that about it being a bully move, but like I and I mentioned this during last week when uh, Taylor brought up your emotional intelligence, you don't have enough emotional intelligence yeah. Um. And then Corinne was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And Taylor was like, <laughs> yeah. "Um, because they're both. By the way, they're both, they're both 23. 23 fucking years old. Which, like, yeah. if you're 23, that's fine. But so like, Taylor, you can't, can't hate on each other yeah. for being too. Well, anyway, not that all 23 year olds are cut from the same cloth. But my point was like, Taylor was obviously just trying to fucking pull this this uh, you know elite she was fishing card. basically no yeah. not just that she was like saying like oh you don't know what emotional intelligence was uh and using this to try to belittle corinne and it it, it got to guys i'm not kidding uh, what like 14 15 times during this episode oh, yeah. including to nick like i told her emotional intelligence was like insu- insufficient and we, she had to ask me what it was and we it's like, heard Taylor, that sucks dog we that heard sucks, emotional dude. intelligence more than we heard right reasons this week, which is unprecedented. It was really, really, it was super, super rough. Like, neither of them, both of them, this was the Corinne versus Taylor episode, spoilers. Uh, and I, I, I'm sorry, just both of them stink. Both of them stink, man. I have no patience for either of the shit. In different ways. Yeah. In different ways. In different ways. Um, Um, But but the whole thing also stinks because straight up, Taylor hasn't... We haven't seen Taylor with with him for more than like 
30 connected seconds. And like, obviously this was not a thing and she was only sort of put up there to be a sparring partner with corn. And yet they still want us to like buy into this fucking battle. And it's like, Uh there's no, by the way, my hat is sitting next to me, uncooked, uneaten. Thank you very much. Um, ABC tried to bill this as like villain versus villain. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like Taylor's, Taylor's kind of a butt, but like, that's not, that's not what, that's not what this is. You didn't set this up. Why are you so bad at setting things up? You've been doing this for 30 years. Well, I'm sure the footage they have of Taylor being a quote villain is pretty boring because if it really is true, they're not talking to people. Just for walking into a room and being like, hey. So anyway, they have a fight and nothing happens. But then every single woman in the house has to do a behind the scenes thing about how there's a confrontation. Oh, there's too much drama in the house. And there's this confrontation between Corn and and like all of it was the most prompted thing ever because they kept using the word confrontation over and over and over (laughs) and over and over over again. Uh, so Chris comes in to talk to Nick in his little pep talk before I the rose ceremony. I, I hadn't really thought of this. This pep talk is becoming a regular. I think it's been in every episode. Yeah. And we've like we've given this show some shit for not using Chris Harrison very well, and there's it's still like a very very short thing. But like, I, has that had been in past seasons where he actually does this pep talk with the? I don't think so. Not this consistently, at least. No, usually he comes in to end the cocktail party. And that's it. And he bounces. But he, we don't see a lot of interaction with The Bachelor. We used to. We used to see it a lot. Of and course, we lamented yeah. like how it's been gone. And now we're getting a little slice of it. This feels more like Chris trying to get Nick to say things that they want to get him to say on camera. Well, yeah, obviously, because he always says like the thing that just happened 45 yeah. seconds ago in the episode. So I heard there was a fight tonight. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so at the rose ceremony... Um, Astrid and Sarah go home. Uh, Astrid, the, uh, I don't know. She's from Huntington. Uh, and Sarah, Sarah, I don't remember. She's an elementary school teacher. Yeah, she was, she was nice. I thought she was going to make it a little bit farther. She gives a really nice outshot when she's leaving. Yeah, she drops some truth. She just says like, hey, I was actually really here to find love. And I guess I just got outshadowed by the drama. Yep. And I was like, that's, that's, exactly, that is true. that's actually exactly what happened, Sarah. Yeah. Um, okay. So now we're going to New Orleans. Now we're going to New Orleans. And this was the first, like, they've, I guess they've probably been to cities that we've been to before, right? Like, I mean, the show takes place in LA. We've been to, or I've been to LA a bunch for E3, although specifically around the convention center. Um, but they've gone to cities that, like, I've been to before. But this was the first time where, like, every fucking place they went. I was like, oh, well, yeah. Because everyone that goes to New Orleans goes to the French Quarter. Yeah, that's fair. You know, so, and that's where they went because it's, like, a really cool spot. Yeah, it's the best. Um, So, yeah, so they go. Jamie's really excited because she currently lives in New Orleans and is a chef. Um, Jamie, but, uh, who tweeted that she listens to the show and well, confirmed, well, she didn't know. She only listened because her friend's mom. Oh, right, right. Well, that's, <laughs> hey, I'll take it where I can get it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, she mentioned on Twitter that there was way more to the conversation uh, of, about of her, her talking yeah. about how she had a girlfriend once that they, that did not make it to air, which was our suspicion. But yeah. um, thank you. Thank you, Jamie, for confirming it. I, I hope you enjoy the program. Also got a tweet this week from Ben the Axeman Higgins because somebody changed it. One of y'all motherfuckers <laughs> changed his Wikipedia page to say his name was Benjamin the Axeman Higgins and somebody tweeted that at him and he was like, I don't know what this is. It sounds ominous. And Rachel <laughs> and I had to step in and be like, no, dude, it is a badge of honor of, yeah. the, of the highest acclaim. He did not respond. Us. <laughs> didn't respond to us but that's fine we said mean things about his freeform show 
Um, I said mean things in private. <laughs> so uh, all the women are out on the street dancing around with uh, street performers. I love um, the flight montages that they do. It is so like, like Disney Channel, like high speed montages of them like running down an airplane aisle. It's so fun. <laughs> Just like things they show on their phone of us, them sitting next to each other on an airplane next to an open window, just like New Orleans. I love it. It seems like just, it seems like they're having a lot of fun. Listen, I just want to see the women hanging out and having I know fun. you do. And this is the only time that they show me this. I know you do. The ghost date was so good because there was a lot of just women hanging out and getting spooked and haunted. Um, so they go to the hotel. And Chris shows up and announces there will be three dates this week. Fucking like three buttons unbuttoned on his shirt. Yeah, shirt Griffin untucked. got Griffin got really annoyed that his shirt was untucked. It's I'm just telling you, dude. I'm not I'm not annoyed. It's you want just, him in like a three piece suit? No, I don't want him in a three. He doesn't have to have a cummerbund. It's just like he's still on island time. Actually, you know what? I'll I'll give it a pass for this week because he's in New Orleans. It's probably a little humid there and you want a little bit more of a casual. You guys should know that when we record, Griffin is always wearing a cummerbund. Yeah, I'm wearing a cummerbund, but not where you'd expect it. <laughs> cummerbund's probably the nastiest word, right? Like, there's a lot I mean, of stuff going dickie on. dicky is pretty nasty. If you're wearing a cummerbund and a dicky, you are, you should go to jail. You should be <laughs> thrown in jail for indecent exposure. Uh, well, yeah, if you're just if you're wearing, just wearing <laughs> that, you actually will go to jail for indecent exposure. So there is a one-on-one date, there's a group date, and then there's the two-on-one date. I wonder who that's going to be with. Hey, straight up, there's another pro tip, because I'm hoping one of our listeners is on this show at some point. Um, there's probably, there's probably a lot of eligible bachelor and bachelorette listeners yeah, that, for would, sure. that would, that would thrive in this environment. Cause for now sure. they know how to fucking play. Um, if you pick a fight with somebody and then the next week there's a two on one date, hi, you're going to go on the two on one date. That two on one. That's going to be you. Cause corn was like, I hope it's not me. <laughs> what are you talking Vanessa and Danielle M you're going to fight this. It's crazy, yeah. but you're the fighters. This no, no. This is gonna be. It's gonna be Rachel, and it's gonna be Vanessa. I, I'm, I'm as surprised as any. And I'm going to keep both of them, making this two-on-one pointless. I mean, it's already fucking pointless. Uh, so Rachel gets the one-on-one this week with the uh, car that says, "Where have you been, yay, all my life?" Um, it time. I guess like uh, it's been long enough. I, what is this? Episode four? Episode five? Episode I, five? I have no idea. This is the fifth episode. I'm pretty sure. I forgot Rachel got the first impression rose because she's kind yeah. of not been around that much since then. She mm-hmm. got a group date rose, um, but we haven't seen like a lot of Rachel Rachel Nick time. Yeah, we forgot about their chemistry. It's fucking awesome. I know I was a big Vanessa Nick fan. I was a big Vanick fan. That's what we call <laughs> the the pairing uh, on on our communities. Uh, no, that's done. Nick, Rachel, to the max. Like, guys, I'm jeffing hard for this one. <laughs> yes. Griffin, at one point, said that uh, he hoped that uh, ABC wasn't going to, quote, Jeff. Him. Oh, they're going to Jeff me hard. They're, they're going to Jeff me really, really hard. But I'm, Jeffing is like a, a, a <laughs> verb that can be used both ways. One where it's you f- really um, kind of like the on-screen romance of two people on a reality show. Um, but then getting jeffed means that they break up and yeah. it breaks your heart into a million pieces. And, yeah. Um, like I love you very much, but it's probably only like 95% as much as I could love anybody before I got jeffed by the bachelor. Yeah. I'm bachelorette. Sorry. Yeah. I know that's hard to hear, but 
you gotta know, like I'm, I'm playing, no, I'm that's always fair. gonna be playing at a handicap. That's fair. I have never put two F's together again. No, since I then. can't. I see somebody with two F's in their name and I'm like, what are you fucking show off? Do you want me to, do you want me to say your name longer? That's what Jeff is so great about Jeff. He's so humble. <laughs> you get in, you get out. Jeff. Nope, that's he was actually Jeff. born with two F's and he was like, hey, I don't want to waste anyone's time. F. Give it to somebody else. He actually donated that F. My name is David. <laughs> Jeff gave me his, v- his F and it's great. David? David? No, no, no. No, 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 no. David. Uh, can I talk about their date? Yeah, sure. So I'm Fnick. <laughs> when you put it at the front? Yeah. I'm proud of my F. My friend Jeff, Jeff gave it to me. I'm proud of it. It goes at the front of my name. I'm Fnick, and I'm The Bachelor. Um. So they go, Rachel and, and Nick... <laughs> I'm flustered now. Rachel and Nick go you to You want to say Fnick. It sounds so fucking natural, doesn't it? I loved the lineup that Nickelodeon had on Fnick. I knew when you it would were going to do that. I knew that. you were going to do that. And then straight into Keenan and Cal and then Roundhouse. None mm-hmm. of those shows were on at the same time. All that in Keenan and Cal might have been. I know, I know I had Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes. Can you name one more? I think Roundhouse is right. No, I know. Oh, you want me to name yeah. another Nickelodeon or another Fnick show? Yeah. Um, if you can name one more Fnick show, I'll be so I'll be so psyched. Was Pete and Pete ever on there? I don't know. I don't know actually. You just want to sit here in silence. <laughs> I don't see. I'm trying to think if I can think of any. I don't. Secret World of Alex Mack. Oh, hey yeah. Arnold. Yeah, I don't know about Hey Arnold. But hey I Arnold think, was Ham Ham Kablamswa. That was a little. I can't believe that I can fucking remember that. It was an acronym that they came up with for how to remember the the schedule for for Snick, and it was Ham Ham Kablamswa. Griffin. And it was Hey Arnold. Something that starts with M. What would that be? Matt Alex Matt. Was there an M show? I don't know. I'm fucked up in the brain, dude. That I can wow. remember that. It bums me out. Wow. Yeah. It's no the sweat at the end was Secret World of Alex Mack. I don't know what the M was for. I'll think of it later and I'll just shout it out in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> or in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, okay. Rachel and Nick go to the French market in New Orleans, uh, which is like a little outdoor area with like food and shops. Um, it's fun to walk through. They uh they look at masks. Nick uh in a wacky fit holds a gator head up to his face as if he is a gator. I thought it would have been great if Rachel had like a full blown fucking Captain Hood freak out at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Uh they get oysters, they sample hot sauce, and then right next to the French market is Cafe Du Monde where they go for beignets. Uh, and it, it is fun to watch Nick shove a beignet in his tiny marble mouth uh, and get that sugar everywhere. He really gets the nasty with the sugar. And it's hard to do, right? That's why I, I dunk it in that good, good chicory coffee. Um, I dunk it right in that, that sweet coffee, and then it soaks up some of the sugar. That's my pro tip for eating a good beignet. Because I don't want to be a dusty boy. I don't want people to think I'm a, a user. It's impossible not to be a dusty boy in that location. I guess so, yeah. It's kind of covered in... It's kind of... There's sort of drifts of snow. Uh, And so then they end up going out to walk around some more, and they run into a uh, second line, which is kind of a a parade of musical performers, and they pick up some umbrellas, 
and they they dance around in the in the parade. And uh, it's a really neat moment. Well, she, I, I, we've been a few times, and like we've seen those a lot. This yeah. is Rachel actually said this is one of the first things that like happen in public on this show that may have not been set up. I think it was probably set up, yeah. but it could have ostensibly yeah. not been set up. Second line is that what it was? That's what they said. Yeah, I never knew what it was called. Me neither. But it's popular for like weddings and funerals. Yeah. Um, Rachel and I went to a wedding. Um, we went to a wedding in New Orleans. In New Orleans, and they had a second line like in mm-hmm. during their wedding. Uh, and it took place in a fucking wax museum. It was the best all time yeah, wedding locale ever. I don't think ever. the wax museum's it's gone, open it's shut anymore, down, which is really very, very sad. sad. Yeah, but they have a. They used to have an event space above the museum, and so you could have your cocktail hour in the museum while they set up for the reception, mm-hmm. uh, which was incredible. So, uh, so yeah, so they they have some fun uh, dancing around, and it's right in front of the hotel, of course, so all the women can look out the window and see them having fun, yeah. which is a nice theme of this show. Uh, and then they go into a bar where an artist named Lolo is playing, uh, who I compared to a uh, a uh, Joss Stone, a Joss Stone esque figure. Mm-hmm. She's a, a woman singer songwriter, and they dance. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> I didn't know you. Knew so, I didn't know you knew so much about Joss Stone. I, I, it's it's hard for me to. I, I haven't met another Joss head before, like in public, and I, to be married to one is so exciting. Um, she she's has, a, so she's a woman yes. singer singer songwriter. Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. I mean, I could go on and on. Yeah, sure. Tell me one of her songs other than her cover of "I Fell in Love with a Boy." I couldn't have even told you that one. <laughs> No, I could have. Now that you mention it, it sounds yeah, familiar. Yeah, sure. <laughs> real, jo- real Joss head. Starting to think you're not much of a Joss head after real, all. Real Jossicle over here. Real so-and-so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they they hang out there and they watch and we get to see Nick kind of looking adoringly at Rachel. Uh, and Rachel tells us that it's been over a year and a half since she's been on a date where she's really excited about the person and we can tell that she's super excited and it's really cute to watch them. Yeah. It's, I, I, I don't know what to say except like their chemistry is really off the charts and not just like they're like smooching all the time, but they are yeah. and in public. And, um, it's not just like physical. It's chemistry. not just physical though. Like they're having like really great conversations. She talks about how she saw a second line. She's been in New Orleans a couple times that year and saw a second line at a funeral that she went to. Yeah. Um, to which Nick like reflexively says, I'm sorry. And she says, thank you. Which is like kind of a weird, it was like a weird back and forth, but like, I don't know. Their conversation was like really sweet. Yeah. They both seem really comfortable. Yeah. Uh, and so the night portion is them going to this big warehouse with Mardi Gras floats, uh, and they have a little dinner there. Uh, and they both talk about how great their day was together. Uh, and then, and then there's this moment, which is, is really early for it to be happening, but they start talking about hometowns, basically. He starts talking about, um, well, they both start talking about how long their parents have been together, and, uh, her parents and his parents have both been together over 30 years. And he asks about her family, and she says, well, my dad is a federal judge in Dallas. And he says, do I have to call him sir? Like, when I meet him... You call him your honor. What are you talking about? (laughs) Like, is he really tough? Like, I, I, you know, like, I would definitely, I would definitely call him sir. And she's like, yeah, no, no, don't call him Sam. 
And I just thought like, wow, all right. He's already getting the this, this strategies. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are a lot of people left for him to be having that like, I'm going to meet your parents. I mean, I'm sure it also came out of like, what do you call a federal judge? What do you call, is there, is there a correct, I think he may have been fishing to see if he was supposed to say your honor. That's not <laughs> a joke. Like, if I, if I found out like you, uh, like your dad was like uh, secretary of state or something like that, do I call him David or do I call him secretary of state? If you Weiner? found out like yeah, he was in the CIA and I just couldn't tell you the whole time yes, we he were was together. The CIA secretary of state, the secret secretary. Like, oh, hey, by the way, Griffin, shh, 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 shh. I know we've been together five years no, now. No, I'm just saying what if I was very rude and I hadn't asked about your parents ever. Like, your dad was, like, at our wedding, but I never inquired what he did. And you're like, he's the fucking Secretary of State. <laughs> How have you not seen him on the news? I don't really watch the news. I'm, you know, not very active in that in that whole world. Who is know? this character? This is Mr. Cool, Too Cool to be Political. Okay. Yeah, he's a, he's a really cool guy. I think you'd love him. Uh, and so Nick says, I might be breaking the rules, but I'm super into you. Uh, and, 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 like, I believe it. I'm, yeah. I'm totally bought in, man. I am jeffed up. I'm all jeffed up. This show's got me jeffed to the max. I'm tweaking. <laughs> uh, and then he kind of weirdly presents her the the rose. He does it in like a guy's. Go back and watch it. It's like a snail pace. Like he grabs it off the table and very slowly like extends it way too close to her. Like <laughs> his approach is pretty weird. Um, and, and he gives her this kind of speech where he talks about the things he likes about her. And one of the things he says is you walk into a room and you own that room. Mm. I love the way that it takes you 30 minutes to order a sandwich and and then he does, oh. the, he does the whole thing. Is that yeah. what he says in the movie? In the Harry Sally? When, you just watched it. In the Harry Sally? Is that what you call it? Harry Sally movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, he gives a list of things, and that's one of the things he says. Hey, I'm just now thinking about this. Recently, I walked in to, I think I was, like, working, and I walked in the living room, and you're hanging out with Henry, and you're watching When Harry Met Sally. And a few days later, I walked in, City and you're watching City Slickers 2, Legend I of Curly's I love Billy Gold. Crystal. I guess you're on a crystal kick, huh? Uh-huh. You're on that crystal. Just riding <laughs> that crystal. He went to Marshall, you know. Baseball I know, scholarship. I do know that. Very proud to have him. I know. <laughs> he, he stayed for a year. Like a year, but it was a good year. Mm-hmm. Good year for baseball. We did great that year. Yeah. What yeah. was what was the record that year? Oh man, fifty. <laughs> yeah, fifty and twelve. Oh, that was a good year. Fifty to twelve was the final score. It's <laughs> <laughs> a baseball game. <laughs> I was gonna say he hit fucking fifty home runs. Oh, so it wasn't even like runs batted in. He no, just... nobody else could even get on plate. On plate? <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Okay. Um, he designated hitted for a lot of dudes, so he got 50 home runs. Mm-hmm. So... That's how he did it. That's how he accomplished it. Most most runs scored and most home runs hit in a single game by a huge margin goes mm-hmm. to... Um, um, Billy Crystal. Famed Oscars host, Billy Crystal. What if his name... What if when... Because that's definitely <laughs> not his real name, right? <laughs> Billy Crystal is definitely not his real name. Do you think that there was a moment where he decided to be an actor and he, was, he got cast in whatever first movie he got cast in <laughs> and he was going to like go big? And he's like, I need a way better acting name and he held out in front of them two index cards and he had to deliberate and then written on one was billy crystal and written on the other one was crystal billy 
<laughs> he's just sitting in his apartment in his apartment for like two hours. Like they both have so many strengths. <laughs> Crystal Billy. Oh. <laughs> It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's not even a funny joke. It's just like fun to think about. Like it's, it's, sometimes it's fun to give your mind little brain teasers like this. Um, Before we talk about the group date, do you want to do our Jumbotrons? Oh, no. I don't have them up yet. I was trying to think of a fun th- corner we could call this um, based on the show. We got some suggestions in the Facebook group, and I can't remember what they were now at this point. But uh, if you'd like to purchase a Jumbotron, it's a special message that we'll read on the air. Uh, you can dedicate it to a, a friend or lover. Just those, uh, those are the only two. Don't do, give it to a fucking family worker, worker, family worker <laughs> or a co-worker or a family member. Because um, we'll find out. If you go to the MaximumFun.org, you can figure out how to do this. And we have two this week. Yeah. So and I don't know what we, the music, we need like a music break in here. And I don't know what it is going to be because I don't want to use that same um, garbage uh, Des can featuring Soldier Boy. Can we use the the room song again? That you are my oh, rose. Oh shit, that's that could be good. Mm-hmm. Or we could just do like a. I think. Why? How does that relate? How does that relate at all? As the baby, you're worried about the baby. Yeah, I don't. I'll want, do a quiet. I'll do it a quiet one. I'll do a quieter. I don't want you singing the Seinfeld theme to be what wakes no, our baby up. I'll do some. I'll, I, I thought of something much quieter. Our first jumbotron is. Um, Wait, what are we gonna call this little spot? I wanna. I wanna call this like. Fucking, a thing. we're gonna call it the the speedboat like, we're gonna buy, like the rose bush or something. No, or, we're gonna call like, it the fucking money boat or the cocktail party. The All cocktail right. party is actually good. Okay. It could be fun. Let's okay. think. Of, let's think about it today. We're gonna call it investment money, seed money for Griffin's boat. Okay. Um, this message is for Bon and April, and it's from Sam. The very first speedboat session. Congratulations, you've done it. Uh, Sam says to Bon and April, To my rosy buddies in the Big Apple, I miss you. I hope the sound of your favorite podcast hosts keep you warm in your cozy apartment and that you come visit down in Charm City soon. Smooches, XOXO, your Gucho. See, this is one thing that you need. Gucho. Yeah, that's one thing about the... The jumbotrons is they make you say words like gucho sometimes, and it's fu- it's fun to say them, but people take it and they make a soundboard out of it. Well, I mean that's a reference to Ben season, or oh, no? Yeah. Was it JoJo season? It was Which, JoJo. When did they season. touch all those horses inappropriately? I think it was JoJo. It might have been JoJo. It was definitely guys. Was it Alex that went on that date? You and remember it, a lot more about JoJo it was. Season it was when the men lay with horses. <laughs> Not in that way, but kind of in that kind way. Of, yeah. Um, what do you think the Charm City is? I don't know. That must be like the nickname for a location. I just don't know what it is. Um, probably Santa Fe. Santa Fe. Um, do you want to read this Jumbotron? Sure. Uh, this is for Caddy Wampus from Tyler. You've been my best friend for more than 10 years, but I'm still excited every single day to see you. I can't wait to see what the next decades bring. Love you. 
That's really sweet. Yeah, nice. I that's... think I think we're gonna have more like love messages. Yeah, that's what show. I want, man. It I shows want... a celebration of the stuff we call love. Yes, exactly. This, this material, this sort of floating miasma between the two of us. And there's a lot of that miasma in this room right now. That's why I'm sweating so much. Yeah, this room is thick with miasma. It's thick, thick with our miasma that we create mm-hmm. with our our love and our lust. Dude, it's gross. Group date. <laughs> it's gonna be good. We do that every time. Are you kidding me? And you're gonna get into it, and you're gonna get so good at it. And people will be like, hey, "Rachel's Tim Allen breakdown is getting like better than the real thing." And then during a live show, we can have the man, the tool man himself, Tim Taylor, to come out and do it himself. Do you think it was him singing? Well, I guess he does the last part, doesn't he? Yeah, babe. And he's definitely playing the guitar. Do you think? <laughs> Do you think Tim Allen just sat in the studio for days, just making grunts, like, for six hours Oh, yeah. A day? You know he came up with There were some rough drafts there, just like, Like, yeah. you go a little higher this time? Yeah. We need more power. Mm. No. Go a little lower. Can you go lower? Mm. You're a little oh, sharp. God. <laughs> come in. Come in this time. Not so sharp. No, Tim, nothing like that. Nothing like that. <laughs> You're moving away. It's not even a grunt anymore. <laughs> that was a laugh, Tim. Sometimes he just went like, cha-ching, and they're like, no, that's not your thing. <laughs> Stop it, Timothy Allen. I think my character can go a different way. This what if time, it's funny? This time I'm a cashier and I'm not a tool man. And yeah. so I go, cha-ching. Tim the cashier tailor. That's yeah. my big thing. A money time. <laughs> I'm Allegra Ringo. And I'm Renee Colbert. And we host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog? Renee, can I tell you about a dog I met this week? Uh, I wish that you would. In turn, though, can I tell you about a dog hero? May I tell you about a dog breed in a segment I like to call Mutt Minute? <laughs> would love that. Could we maybe talk about some dog tech? Could we have some cool guests on, like Lin-Manuel Miranda, Nicole Byer, and Ann Wheaton? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I'm in. You're on board. What do you say we uh, we do all of this and put it into a podcast? Yeah, okay. You think? Perfect. Uh, should we call it, like, I don't know, Can I Pet Your Dog? Sure. All right. Uh, what, do you, what do you say we put it on every Tuesday on Maximum Fun? Or on iTunes. Sounds the- good to me. <laughs> Meeting's over. Um, I really want to talk about the show some more. Yeah, well, I can't believe how long we've, like, w- our baby's not going to sleep much longer. Yeah, it's we're just getting greedy. hubris that we're taking this much time to do this. We're just getting greedy. Okay, group date. On the group date. Well, we're buying ourselves some time because we are not going to talk about the two-on-one very much at all because it true. sucked. On the group date, Josephine, Christina, Alexis, Raven, Jamie, Vanessa. Melissa, Melissa. Both Melissa, Danielle's. All the Melissas. Creighton. Creshawn. <laughs> Both Danielle's, Whitney, and Jasmine. I I love it. Louisa. I love it when you do this. I do too, because the the women's names don't mean anything to most of the folks. Everybody except Corinne and Taylor, of course. Um, And so, since all those women are on the group date, that does confirm that Corinne and Taylor will be on the two-on-one. So, the group date, they go to uh, the Hummus House? Nope. (laughs) Hummus house? Hummus house, I think. I said hummus is kind of like my fun little, like, I'm Griffin and I mispronounce things because it's funny. Fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm an idiot, right? <laughs> no. Some of no. that miasma just wafted out the door. 
Um, they meet a man named Boo. Yes. Uh, this house is like a big, big Southern style home. 1828 is when it was built. Uh, and it's supposed to be the most haunted home in Louisiana. This episode had, um, the man named Boo, who... Yes, who uh, is the proprietor. The proprietor of the spooky And house. bartender. Uh, there is a man who jumps on a boat in a way that made me laugh so hard I thought I was gonna die. Um, and then there is a woman who does a tarot reading with the best nails I've ever seen. And I just want to give this episode props for just the best, um, for lack of a better term, NPCs, uh, the best non-player characters uh, yeah. that we've seen maybe in a single episode before. USA, we've got character. <laughs> um, so the whole thing is they're going to go into this spooky house and witness spooky things. Um, Boo tells us right away that... You know, you might hear something. There's an eight-year-old girl named May that haunts the house. Uh, she died here of yellow fever. How's your date? Kid died. Kid died. Enjoy your date. You gonna kiss? Oh, that's where the kid... You're gonna kiss there? The kid died there. So Boo takes them on this tour, and, and the, the house is maintained to look... Uh, appropriate for the time period in which May lived there. Right. And so you go to May's room and you see all of May's things. Jasmine G is taking on this, like, um, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in spooky specters. She's a real like scully. That. So she's like touching, touching spooky hats and like putting them on and she's doing a all this real, stuff. She's a real Dana scully. I'm sounding jaded here. Like everything about this date was fucking super fun. Um, but yeah, but so yeah, Jasmine is like, I'm not having any of this. Raven says, if I see any ghosts in the in, in there, I'm going to rebuke them in the name of Jesus Christ. And I was like, Raven, that's, that, <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that show. Raven is Constantine. <laughs> um, so Jamie. Uh, says like, hey guys, I know we're having a lot of fun here, but like, let's not make fun of it. Let's really get into it. Uh, and then she tells us, I don't believe in ghosts, but I respect them. Oh, Jamie, that's good, dude. That's so nice. good, Jamie. It's nice. Um, and then they get out a Ouija board. And the, the most amazing thing happens where the first things they ask the Ouija board are, who's going to get the rose on this date? And holy shit, it went to D. And Danielle did get the rose. Oh, weird uh, but then it said is nick gonna propose uh to anybody soon and the thing didn't move and it's worth noting that nick definitely had his finger on the planchette so you know that motherfucker was like giving that shit the submission hold putting it down on the ground it feels like it's moving towards yes does it feel like it's moving towards yes um and so they ask the Ouija board if May is present in the room with them, and then the lights go out, and then the ABC producers have done us a favor of adding in some lightning outside the house. Yeah, some real, I just learned After Effects today on a YouTube tutorial. Uh, so it's nighttime, and they uh, are going to go exploring the house, which is not something I'm imagining the public gets an opportunity to do. Yeah, I'm guessing they definitely do if you pay enough money. This house has a lot of... Yeah. Rigging happening guess, inside yeah, of it. True. You can definitely take your fucking corporate retreat. Yeah, I just there. thought maybe ABC went in there and said, Hey, can we make your chandelier fall? No, babe. This no. is a thing that we could go to next time we go to New Orleans if we wanted to get spookified. But now we've seen all the spooks, so it wouldn't work so no. well. Um, they break off into small groups and yeah, they walk around with like lit candles. 
Um, there's these statues that, that are covered that they say not to, un- that Boo says not to uncover. By the way, Boo is on some, you remember that episode of The Office where they get a Benjamin Franklin stripper, but he's not a stripper, he's yeah. just a historian. <laughs> uh, it was very much like that, like, oh, don't touch that doll. You won't want to touch that doll. You won't like what happens if you touch that doll. Thank you, Boo. <laughs> Boo, can you be real for a second? We're fighting for our fucking lives right now, Boo. By the way, you run a ghost house. Your name can't be Boo. Your name can't be Boo. You can't own a restaurant and have your name be Food. You know what his name is, actually? It's weird. Hmm. Crystal Billy. <laughs> you can't own a restaurant and have your name be Yummy. And that's essentially what we're talking about here. See, I like that. Good. That sounds like a real, like... My name's Yummy. Really, what is your name? Real family-style kind of home homespun. Welcome to Yummy's Place. Mm-hmm. That's what Cracker Barrel used to be called. Yummy's Place. Yummy's Place. Uh... And so Jasmine's still having a lot of fun and she's like shouting things like, guys, May is dead. Like, we don't have to worry about May. And one of the women yells, Jasmine, shut it. (laughs) And Jasmine like picks up May's hat and puts it on. Uh, She is really playing the role of the skeptic here. Um, And at that point, Nick dares her to touch the the bust that is covered by a cloth that Boo says don't touch. So she does, and the chandelier falls. Um, And then Nick says some stuff to the camera about how he thought he was taking 10 women on this group date, but May is the 11th woman. And then he got arrested because they're like, dude, she's like eight. It's <laughs> a good she's, point. She's how old she was when she died. It's a Ghost good point. law. I was really hoping he would give the group date rose to May. And, and all the women. Float up to this. <laughs> all the women would be like, oh, that's real cute, Nick. But seriously. But seriously. He's like, no, I'm not giving anybody else And then one. the ghost comes to all future rose ceremonies. Yeah. It'd be nice. I think Corinne is being un- unnecessarily <laughs> difficult. <laughs> She keeps her shopping catchphrases, and I'm like, girl! I wish the the ladies had really gotten into it and been like, I think May is here for the wrong reasons. Wouldn't that be funny? May's like, I'm only here because I've heard that penicillin got invented. <laughs> oh boy, my yellow fever sure is hurting me in the way that yellow fever hurt the people that had it. I wish my fever would change to a color that is more survivable. Like scarlet. Oh, no, damn it. Uh, and so there's a lot of chairs moving and a... A book falls over. A rocking horse But the rocks. good shit here is not this, like, the supernatural phenomena. It is, like, the genuinely funny interactions between the women. Raven and Jasmine G, like, go off and... I think it was Raven... And Raven makes Jasmine G go apologize to the hat that she touched. Yeah. <laughs> like, this shit is fucking great. And then Vanessa and uh, Danielle, Danielle M. M like talk to May in the mirror. And they're like, I feel like we're having a really good conversation with May. I feel like we're having really nice energy right now. Um, and, and meanwhile, Nick is pulling the women aside individually to like actually date them real yeah, quick. Yeah, Danielle L is talking to him. And says that um, she can see herself falling in love with Nick. Uh, and then Raven, you know, just coming off of that cool so cute. cool roller skating date, says, um, let me tell you the moment I fell in love with you. And Nick's like, wait, what? And she's like, oh, it's like when you sang Little Mermaid. Um, and then she's telling us, like, I think I told him. I think him, I told him, oops. <laughs> but whatever, I felt it. So 
was nice. And then Danielle yeah. and, and him had a nice conversation, but for the life of me, I couldn't tell you what about. Yeah, I but don't But they know, just but smooched a whole yeah, bunch, she gets the rose. and then she gets the rose. Should we talk about the blooper thing? Because it happens sequentially during this, and oh, we're yeah. going to get angry here in a second. I want to talk about this, because the blooper this makes me angry, again, kind of in a way, because it's another fucking thing with Alexis, who is hysterical, and they she says, Nick's like, are you scared? And she's like, I don't want to be scared if the ghost of Nicolas Cage shows up, which is an amazing sentence to say out loud. <laughs> And then he's like, oh, well, wait here. And she's like, you're not going to go get Nicolas Cage's ghost, are you? And he comes back, and Nick is wearing a Nicolas Cage mask, which I don't know how that's allowed. That's probably okay, right? That's fair use. That's parody. Uh, And he, like, chases her around for a bit and then, like, convinces her to give him a kiss, like, through the Nicolas Cage mask. And Nick's like, I I got kind of turned on by that. It, It was really fucking, like, enjoyable and the bloopers is a prison that Alexis has been consigned to because we didn't see fucking hide nor hair of her the entire episode. I hope we see Alexis on Bachelor in Paradise. We will. She's being conditioned for Bachelor in Paradise. She's fucking really funny. I want to see her in more of the stuff. I don't want to see this manufactured garbage between Corn and Taylor. I hope Alexis and Raven are pals. I'm, that would I'm, be fucking good. I really want that's them to my be bip. pals. That's my bip. That's the new Jaden and, and Carly. Yeah. That's what's up. That's going to get real in bed. They're both so funny and like fun. Good to watch. Okay. I hope Chad like gets eaten by a whale. You or said something. his name again. I know. I love giving money to charity. I hope Rod gets eaten by a whale or something in early episodes of Bip. And so we can just really like, what if he just episode one, he got eaten by a whale again. And it was just like, now we get to really again. Well, you know what I mean? Metaphorically. Uh, oh, we also heard that Jorge, the bartender is so, not like, going to be on Bip. All of my fucking light. What's all the of my point? joy. What's yeah. the fucking point? Welcome to Bachelor in Paradise. What if it's Ashley, I, and Jared again? I'll fucking like, forget absolutely. it. I can I say something? We yes. might fucking pivot and just like we could do. We could do fucking Terrace House during that yes. period. Or are you the one? Here's the thing, dude. Are you the one? Is Buckwild? By the way, they are doing some stuff with that show. Boy, do they hate these kids. Boy, do they want these kids <laughs> to not have any money at the yeah. end of this. Uh, there's so much other shit we could watch and talk about that would be fun and enjoyable. A lot of people are asking us for our thoughts on Aloha State. We have been drip feeding it so much so that we have not finished the eight episodes available to us. Um, to be fair, we only started watching it two days ago. So well, we waited not... for all our friends so we could get together yeah. and watch it in a group and eat Japanese candy and stuff. Um, there's other stuff we could watch. Seriously, if they do Ashley I and Jared and fucking Rod V. Corn and I'll like we I it won't be fun and we should do yeah. something else. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this corn date. Uh oh. two on one corn and uh Taylor. They are going to the bayou. Um, we get to see them getting ready and like Corinne's putting on a face mask and in a bubble bath and Taylor's like smelling some oils and lighting some candles. Um, at one point, uh, we hear the phrase make America Corinne again. So she's just trying to sort of come. She's just trying to inject her own name because before she said make Corinne great again. Yes. Now and it's, next episode, it's going to be Corinne America Great Again, <laughs> and then Make America Great Corinne. Make Corinne Great Corinne. Um, so this she is also where says fucking hashtag winning. She does. Hey, corn, fucking stop it. Stay fucking current. Stop it. Stay current, Corinne. Uh, so this is where we get to see them go to the bayou. They get into a boat, and this is where we get to see that great shot 
of that large man jumping in that the That large man, Justin Minsker, texted me and said that he was on WWE Tough Enough. He was, a, I guess, a wrestler on there, and he was in NXT for a little bit, I guess. Um, which all, is, all he does in this episode is jump in a boat. He jumps in a boat. But I, he guessing, does a great job. I'm guessing job. he had more footage on, on the reel that didn't quite make the cut. But he, like, literally Nick and Korn and Taylor are all sitting next to each other in the middle of the boat. And this just man just, like, cannonballs into the back of the boat, scaring the shit out of all three of them. And it brought so much light to my life. Yeah, we watched it three times. Uh, and they're walking through the swamp. Uh, and this is where the Bachelor takes some liberties. Shit, guys. Um, um, we like to watch the Facebook live chat um, uh, because it always pops off so hard. Um, and it was so funny because we were a little bit behind on the chat. And I could see the exact part where you could see this voodoo ceremony taking place through the, through the, through the, the bushes and see people in the chat just go like, oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. So we've we've seen uh, the Bachelor franchise take liberties before. Uh, Evan and Carly in Bachelor in Paradise oh, yeah. go on this date that's supposed to be like this ancient Mayan ceremony. Um, <sighs> Bachelor in Paradise likes to do local culture, but they do it in the no, most... No, it wasn't. It was, the, it was Ashley... Ashley I because she oh, went right. on a, it was, they it did a virgin Ashley sacrifice I. at the end That's of it where they dragged it. her off which was like obviously it was a bunch of like community theater was it actors Ashley I and- Jared maybe I don't fucking know I can't believe we're talking about Ashley I it in this episode Jared. of the podcast we're gonna talk um, about that woman so much during the length of this podcast that yeah. we should not anyway talk about so her. this is it's them walking into like a a voodoo ritual of some kind. I will own my gut was immediately like, this is bad. This is bad that this is happening. I will own the fact that I do not know that much about voodoo. Um, aside from the fact that like there's different kinds of it and Louisiana voodoo is its own sort of thing that is kind of mashed up between different sort of uh, different inspirations but it originated in the West, in, in West Africa, and there's, like, millions and millions of people still still actually, like, doing it, doing it over there as, like, a religious practice. And so, to, and so like, I, it just, it's it kind of yeah. stinks to watch it happen on this show as, like, a, we're going to use our voodoo uh, a ritual to help you decide who to pick, like. Yeah. They make it so cartoonish. There's, a, there's like, a voodoo priestess, and they're burning sage. It's, and, and it's not cartoon because the, there's a lot of like really negative depictions of voodoo being like you know fucking blood rituals and sacrifices using you know dark ancient swamp you know magic or whatever um, that can be that are that are really really bad and like in in movies especially like especially problematic and this wasn't that but it was it was like uh, appropriation to the fucking max. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was just kind of gross, and boy, it got grosser. So the voodoo priestess says that she's going to do a tarot reading, and all three of them are sitting at the table, and she's like, this feels really tense. Uh, I think I'm going to do you guys one at a time. So Nick and Corinne leave, and then Taylor gets the reading first, and she gets cards that indicate that there is somebody that is intuitive, which she assumes is her. And that there is somebody nasty around her and that she shouldn't engage with that person. Um, which is this, a, is this now a once per season thing? 
the tarot reading. I'm oh, almost yeah. certain. I'm almost certain. It happened on Bachelor in Paradise. Definitely happened on Bachelor in Paradise, and I'm, I would bet dollars to donuts it has happened in a few past seasons before, because it's a fucking easy... It really is. ...thing. It's an easy way to be like, you know, hey, we know what's going on. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, it's an easy thing to get footage of. Like, it's an easy, like, thing to yeah. pan, pan, pat out like a like a date. Yeah, it's like a little narrator thing, too, of like, uh, we're going to summarize with the big issues with these contestants. Right. Yeah. Uh, but again, her nails were fucking phenomenal. I didn't even notice her nails, I don't think. <sighs> gotta look at the nails. You gotta look at the kit. Uh, so Corinne takes this time to tell Nick about her issue with Taylor uh, and, and says that Taylor has, has been insulting her and calling her stupid. Um, and... She takes a little bit of liberties, but mainly what she's communicating is that there's there's tension between them. And so then when they split off again, Corinne gets her reading, uh, which is she, her she gets the Queen of Swords card, which um, suggests that her mouth gets her in trouble a lot. Mm. And so Nick takes this time to ask Taylor. Uh, so did you actually like call her stupid? I was kind of surprised to hear that. And Taylor's like, I'm glad to hear that you were surprised. It doesn't really make sense. Um, meanwhile, she says emotional intelligence a few more times. Yeah. She said, uh, and this is, this was the, this was for me, this was the main offender. Like I was so fucking done with Taylor at this point. Um, where she says, I said that she just lacked emotional intelligence and Nick, I had to explain to her what emotional intelligence was. And I was like, I'm gl- so glad that you learned what this was before you came here and decided to use it as your fucking one arrow in the quiver against your the, the villain that you were uh, unfairly put up against, Taylor. But like, man, it's, a, it's so, I'm so over it. It's so hard to watch two-on-ones. I mean, obviously because of the like... The nature of the date, the fact that they are pitting two people against each other, but also the fact that those two people are always like Griffin made the point, like, has anyone that has gone on a two on one ever won the show? I don't think so. And this one is especially bad because of all the like voodoo stuff. And then like Corn was saying some shit, man. Like, yeah, you can't be in this uh, already kind of uh, problematic voodoo date environment and then call your opponent who is a woman of color, a fucking swamp monster corn, and then like followed up with your great uh, Trump parody <laughs> tagline, like corn. That's not good, dude. That's uh, actually fucking awful. Yeah, both women come out looking like obviously they're not Nick's interests, and so it just I don't yeah. Know. And Taylor, I'm at least allowing like I'm I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt of like you were put up to the like you were either put up to this or you signed on to be the anti-villain the like giant slayer is a good name i think for that archetype um yeah and like you were put up to this and like you just were ill-equipped to do it and that's probably why you kept using this emotion we make fun of her for saying this emotional intelligence thing but like i think she found her line and was kind of trying to stick to it yeah um and yeah so Corinne gets the rose. No huge surprise. Rachel made the point that like there's a huge several minute long thing in the season trailer of Corn seducing him and like having sex with him before the fantasy suites. 
And, like, that obviously hasn't happened yet. So, fucking, of course, like, there's no tension because, of course. But I will say there have been previous seasons. Like, for example, there was one season where there was a teaser that some woman gets a black eye. And we spent all season looking for that to happen. And it never happened. I think it did happen. I think it did happen. It was just like, what happened? And it wasn't. No, ex- they never explained it. I guess not. We had to do, like, some searching. We had some rose But this is huge. This was an enormous part of the season trailer of her having having sex with yeah but that doesn't necessarily mean we're ever gonna get to see it there's no way they'd skip something like that no fucking way zero percent chance (laughs) i'll eat my hat um yeah it's just like so here's the thing you're you're saying all this stuff about this day and to be fucking honest i checked out because it was boring as hell yeah it's a nasty date it's not just a nasty date it's just boring a i know what's gonna happen because the the nature of this show is you do teasers upon teasers upon teasers upon teasers, and it's not hard to, like, figure out what the order of things are going to be. So I knew it was going to happen, but also just this thing was so poorly conceived. Can you remember the last time that there was, like, an actual fight between a, a, a villain and an anti-villain? I guess Rod going home on the two-on-one with Alex, I guess, but Alex also kind of sucked, and they didn't set that... Uh-huh conflict up especially well either it's and uh, this 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 date is almost exactly like the alex and rod date yeah where it's like we have the big except the other person went home last time the villain yeah. went home last time yeah but they set it up like these two people are fighting we're gonna put them on a date together one of them is going to get the rose and then the other is going to come back and that's what happened so corinne gets the rose they get on the boat they drive away leaving Taylor there. Uh, and then Taylor goes back to the voodoo ritual. Oh, God, I fucking forgot. Yeah. And there's they, like, cleanse her or something. And then uh, there's this suggestion that she is going to find uh, Nick and Corinne and, uh, quote, not go home without speaking her piece. Uh, so Corinne and Nick go to dinner and Corinne is talking about how she's so glad the negative energy is gone. And we see Taylor walking the streets at night by herself. Uh, and then she shows up at the dinner. And then we get it to be continued. Good. That's what I wanted more. More of it. Mm, feed me more. I just don't fucking care. You yeah. can't make me care. Because Here's the thing. Because I turned to Rachel at one point during this episode. And I think it was during Ghost House. There's a lot of really great women this is a good cast Mm -hmm. um and i also made the point that i feel like uh and this has nothing to do with the women who are ever on the show it has to do with like how they are presented in editing and 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 the show's presentation that it is i think harder for there to be like a really great memorable ensemble cast of women on the bachelor than it is for dudes on the bachelorette and i don't know why that is except maybe like because on the bachelor like they focus on the same bullshit like this every every single time but like there's so many this season there's so many fucking great uh there's still a lot of women in the house there's like 14 women left in the house and like i think i could name them all like i think i know them all and that's pretty wild um and it's so frustrating that they have this great ensemble cast uh, probably the best one that they've had in a really, really long time. And they're doing not as much as they could with it. Yeah, I was telling Griffin, I think a lot of them are funny. A lot of them are fun. Um, we don't see too many too many bland Bettys in this group. A lot of personality. 
This thing they're doing with corn is the same thing they do. They do it every season. We're in the fucking Badlands, by the way. Episodes, I want to say four through eight are the Badlands, where it's okay. just it's just focusing. I like that. It's focusing on every single season, without fail, a storyline that worked for them once. And they just try to recreate that storyline over and over and over and over and over and over again because they don't have any fucking confidence in the structure of the show or the people that they invite to be on it. And it drives me buck wild. It drives me fucking crazy. Because I'm, I'm sure there's definitely like a part of the audience who you you love to hate her. It's corn. And they're like, oh, corn. Did you see what yeah. she said? Like, I'm sure there's still that audience that like loves that shit. I can't. It's it. It's not hard to look at the fullness of this thing, to look at all of the franchise and say, like, you've just been doing the same fucking shit over and over and over the villain. What will she say or what won't she say? Nothing. Like, okay. But this is just Courtney again. This yeah. is just this is just this is just Tierra. This is just Tierra all over again. Vienna was the other one. Vienna, it's just Vienna. Of. This is just Rod. This is just uh K Kalon. Kalon. This is just that guy. What won't he say? What a jag. Yeah. Fucking alright. I fucking get it. Yeah. What a bad boy. He's so gonna pick so, some fun. Okay, fine. So much so that now there's a suggestion that people are going on this show specifically to play the villain. Like there is a suggestion. It's not a suggestion. It's absolutely that that was Corinne's attention from the beginning. Yeah, was that she's like, I'm going to go on this show and be the villain. Well, yeah, because there's ca- there's rigorous casting sessions for these things, and they they are picking those archetypes before they even walk in the door of the mansion. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Like. I just thought we watched the Royal Rumble, um, or I watched the Royal Rumble yesterday, and it's, I, I don't watch a whole lot of wrestling these days, but man, I love the shit out of it. In the Royal Rumble, they have 30 entrants that come into the ring, and they fight, and they fight, and they fight, and the last one standing wins. Number 30 is usually a big surprise, right? It's the last wrestler that comes out. This time, the last wrestler, who's it going to be? Shinsuke Nakamura? Ooh, what an exciting turn that was going to be. It's fucking Roman Reigns, this dude that like nobody likes. He's just this... like. Dude that they tried to put up way, way, way too fast and didn't earn his stripes. And so the whole time, like, nobody nobody respects him and everybody's just tired of him. Everybody's fucking so tired. Diehard wrestling fans who love wrestling are so fucking tired of this dude that they keep forcing down their throats. And it's like, how do you guys, how, how have you been doing it this long? And you have this big an audience and you know how to make the thing, but you're so fucking bad at get like knowing what the what the people want and how to make the best version of the thing. And it is the exact same case with The Bachelor because they have so much good stuff they can do and they do with this franchise, but they just fucking throw it all away on the same garbage over and over again. Baby, I'm so tired. I know. I always feel weird, though, complaining about the show because, I mean, we watch it. We always watch it. We watch we do it, a podcast but my, about it. Uh, we do a podcast about it. My fucking enjoyment of the thing definitely fluctuates in yeah. a way that, like, I, 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 we do a podcast about it, right? We have to take notes. We have to watch intently. I would, I would have bailed during today's episode, not on the whole show, but on the episode, like, I would have bailed. Like, I would have fast-forwarded through the corn. We had T- we had the TiVo. Yeah. We had TiVo time. We could have fast-forwarded through that TiVo time, and I would have if we didn't have to take notes. Because I don't give a fuck, dude. I just don't, I just don't care. Yeah. And I'm, fr- I'm frustrated because the good stuff is so good and it still has the potential to be the best like shit yeah. ever. And we see glimmers of it in Bachelor in Paradise and straight up Bachelorette Canada. And it, for a while I thought I was just talking yay because all of those people listen to our podcast and so I wanted to appease them. But like, 
there's something to that having that smaller cast and focusing mm-hmm. more on like everybody's individual stories and getting you to know people instead yeah. of like the first five weeks i'm sending home jerusha who <laughs> i'm sending this week i'm sending home 19 women and you're you won't you don't know them yeah griffin made the comment we keep seeing whitney we have no idea no who whitney is who whitney is and like no no knock against whitney if she had been there and there had only been like 18 women in the house 15 women in the house week one at the end of week one here's yeah. 15 women i can i can remember 15 women you could take the time to show me footage of the 15 women talking to nick so i can get to know them and then feel anything when they get sent home not yeah. have four straight weeks of this week i'm sending home susan you Q. know what and that it's reminds like, me cares? of that it reminds me that the rose ceremonies we used to see these kind of tearful goodbyes from contestants after they were eliminated and now we never really see that anymore or if we do, it's very brief because we don't know anything about them. That. Yes, it's not even that. There are weeks where we aren't even shown everybody that goes the fuck home. You're yeah. showing your hand, Bachelor. Yeah. You don't give a fuck about your own premise so much. You're not even showing the people going home. Um, I don't want to end the show on such an outrage note. It's not. It's it's it's, it's I guess it is outrage because I like. I'm not a TV exec, right? Like I couldn't. I couldn't produce this show. But at the same time, like, there's so many obvious mistakes they're making, and it's so fucking frustrating. It is so frustrating. I just want them to do better at it. I want you to. I want you to take a minute. Here's a point of light. Here's my point of light. Rachel. Rachel is bachelorette. Straight up, get yeah. up there. Rachel is bachelorette. It would we be really, so good. We really want Rachel as bachelorette. We thought she was really, really showed some strength this week. It's fucking rad. Yeah. Although. They probably just twist her and also she's make her boring. She's in her thirties and she's an attorney. Like cool, cool bachelorette. Cool bachelorette. I mean, Andy was the same thing. And Andy, yeah. Andy was a pretty cool. Andy was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, I'm sorry. I went thermonuclear there. It's just like we're in the Badlands, guys. Go back and listen to JoJo season and Ben season. There are Badlands in those too. Yeah. Who is Ben's villain? Because I'm. I oh, it was. Uh, the girl who was the anchor and she did the Olivia. Olivia. Yeah, that was that was not fair. Olivia was not there to be the villain. Yeah, they made not. they made her. They made her that play and that role. In JoJo's season, it was Rod. Okay. Yeah. It's just it's just it's, Chris's season. It was Kelsey, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Although I was into her thing about like. I love my story. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's horrible, 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 but it was a new approach to being a villain. Yeah. Um, a very, a very real and horrifying approach. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just, I'm, I'm, it, we're in the worst of this season. What has been like a really great season up to this point. And the t- it's the to be continued, baby. Yes. I don't don't continue it. I hate the to be continued. Cause it always, it always feels so false. And especially, you're continuing a thing I don't fucking care yeah, exactly. about. Exactly. Just end an episode. This episode was the to be continued. Just end an episode with the rose ceremony. Stop continuing. <laughs> um, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Rose Buddies. Uh, hang in there. Next episode probably also going to be bad, but then the one after that, I think the things are. I think stuff's going to start turning around. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot of really great potential for. I really like Nick and Raven. I love Nick and Rachel. 
love Nick and Vanessa. Nick and Alexis. Nick and Alexis, although that's, that's, n- that's not going to go very far. I think, like, it's it could be, like, a really good back half of the season. And that's mm-hmm. really tough to nail because you've got to have a, a good roster. And they have a great, great, great roster. We get a teaser that next week there are lots of tears. Lots of tears. I'm not exactly sure why. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the rest of the season is going to be good. We just got to get through it. We got to be, be there for each other. We need to get fucking 35 minutes of sleep combined <laughs> a day. We are getting more than 35 minutes of sleep. It's Griffin. true. Henry's been asleep this whole time. I'm, I'm psyched. But at the same time, I'm not psyched because shit, we should have been asleep this whole time. I know. I hope you appreciate our sleepy, sleepy podcast. <laughs> Um, thanks to Maximum Fun for having us. You can go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the great podcasts there. They have uh, programs like Baby Geniuses and One Bad Mother and Stop Podcasting Yourself and Jordan Jesse Go. Throwing Shade. Throwing Shade. Judge John Hodgman. Judge John Hodgman. Um, um, Schmanners. Beef, beef and Dairy Network. Sawbones. Schmanners, Sawbones, Adventure Zone, Bim Bam, bunch of, bin, bunch of great Flop podcasts. Flophouse. Did Flop we say Flophouse? Flophouse. Bunch of good boys there. Um... And yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for sending stuff to the PO box. We we didn't have, check it. We didn't this check week. it this week. Sorry, it's legit been pretty buck wild here in the macro. Yeah, household. it's difficult for us to get there, but we we try to get there once a week. Yeah. Um. Do you want to say what our PO box is? By the way, yeah, it's uh uh, uh PO box six 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 three nine Austin Texas seven eight seven six six. You can you can send us whatever. Um. So yeah, we appreciate the stuff you send us very much. And I think that's it. That is it. I had a good time watching this with you. Me baby. too. It's fun. It's fun when um, we get like date time. Yeah. Together. It doesn't happen very often. No, that's true. Um, thank you all for listening. I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Rachel McElroy. When you're ready. Final rose. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert. She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right My name is Patrick. My name is Ariel. My name is Joe Coughlin. The first time I uh, went to MaxFunCon, I didn't know anyone. I was really uh, nervous about that. Everyone said not to worry about going alone, that I'd make friends right away, that I'd have an amazing time. It turns out everyone was right. I instantly had 200 new friends. I've made lifelong friends at MaxFunCon that I'm going to keep in touch with for the rest of my life. If you aren't sure if you belong at MaxFunCon, you belong. Don't be like me. Don't waste two years being too nervous. Just go already. Join Ariel, Patrick, and Joe at MaxFunCon. Tickets for MaxFunCon and MaxFunCon East are on sale now at MaxFunCon.com. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.